portion of chips just to be safe. I'm not digestive issues. Uh, love like the farts or yeah. IBS. There's one story I wrote was about like chopping people's heads off with sores. <laughs> I'm not eating the yes, he's got herpes on him, mouth. Yeah, that's it, people sit in a bar with chair, they open up and start to walk out. I haven't got any secrets out of you yet. <laughs> used to be a lady. I'm a psychiatrist. I think yeah. back then I thought 100 metres was long distance. <laughs> Welcome to episode 3 of In The Chair with Cutthroat Pete. Thanks so much for all your positive feedback and your rates and reviews on episode 1 and 2. It really does help get the podcast out there, so keep rating and keep reviewing. Thanks so much again. Today's guest is Mike Halls. Mike's the lead singer and the frontman of the Liverpool band Clean Cut Kid. I first met Mike and got into Clean Cut Kid about 3 years ago. Mike popped into my barbershop one day when he was walking past and he just popped in to say hello and see what I was up to in the shop and stuff. And from then on, you know, I, I, I had a listen to Clean Cook Kid and I've been a fan ever since. I've seen Clean Cook Kid three or four times live and every time they've been so, so good. So when I asked Mike to come on the podcast and he said, yeah, I was blown away. I was massively, massively made up. Not only did he come and sit in a barber chair and do the podcast, he trusted me to trim his beard before he went on tour last week, which is another big honour because he's told me that not many people have got to, to trim or do anything to his beard. So thanks for Mike for trusting me to do that. As I say, they're on a mini tour at the moment promoting the new album Pain Wave, which came out last Friday. I was lucky enough to go to a listening party um, last week at Park Street Studios with the band and I got to listen to the whole album before it came out and the band explained and... Um, told us what the meaning and the inspiration behind each song was and it was quite an emotional couple of hours without giving anything away there's a lot of personal messages coming through in the songs that um from the new album so i highly highly recommend you go and have a listen to pain wave if you haven't heard the clean cut kid go and listen to them i'm telling you you'll you'll really like them mike is actually a musical genius bold statement but you know, it's from what he speaks about in this podcast episode. I'm sure by the end of it, you'll think he's a genius too. So, yeah, enjoy this week's episode and let's say hello to Mike. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, I just want to start by talking about um, about you really and about life before the band and what, what you were up to. So, whereabouts in Liverpool did you grow up and what was your, like as a kid, what was your music taste? And uh, Grew up on the Johns. In Heighton? In Heighton, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, um, uh, just Mike from the block, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I grew up on the Johns and just just the standard thing, just the, like, crazy about footy. Yeah. But, like, also a little, like, quite a, like, a little bit academic and kind of, it, it, like, into, into school and sciences right. and stuff from the start. Um, but just, yeah, kind of that cliche thing of, like, when I was, when I was, like, before I was even one, in like a baby stroller, yeah. like any theme tune that would come on TV, I'd fly across the room and like pin, <laughs> pin my head up against the telly for like theme tunes. And nice. I, I would just, my mum was like, even when you were a tiny baby, you would basically like, any music would just completely send you off into a trance, like no, no matter what. And then I had, um, I had a Walkman, yeah. like, a, like a cassette Walkman, and I just had the red and blue album, Beatles, right. tapes, two tapes, and Dangerous Michael Jackson. Yeah were literally like the only tapes that I, I think when I was like five, 
Uh, that's I can remember that. And then no way. yeah, so and then and basically like I wouldn't. My mum was like, you wouldn't like you have to like soundtrack your own life. So <laughs> like when I would when I first learned to like ride with like stabilizers and stuff when I was like a little kid, like four or five. Yeah, I'd basically like just put like put paperback writer on or put whatever on and just fly up and down the streets like I wasn't allowed to ride on the road just on the pavement and the moment the like batteries would go in the in the Walkman yeah. I'd like come in and basically I mean mum would be like just go out on your bike without the Walkman I'd be like no like, it's, you know yeah just like so boring about like a soundtrack no playing, playing away that's uh, amazing yeah so it just uh, yeah it's never been a, and then I think they got me a keyboard when I was like a piano when I was maybe five and then started playing violin from like I think seven and then started playing guitar when I was eight wow so just really early so you've always been just always yeah and then went down like academically went down over roots and was almost like did um, like the first year of like a quantum mechanics degree and like was going was going down the sciences but all the time I was doing I was still like I was doing like pro gigs from when I was like 11, 12 so I just didn't it was weird I was academically doing one thing but didn't see the fact that I was like like already being paid yeah, to yeah. Ha- like play music so, so yeah weird always Amazing. there like, yeah. when you say you were into footy and that who do you support? I support Everton do you? Bit, yeah and, and also like I'm not like I'm not a massive footy head now kind of thing yeah, yeah. purely because there was like a stage with the band and the music kicking off and loads of stuff happening where I was a lot like kind of follow footy a lot and uh it just gave me a bad day. Right. Like, so, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't... I basically... Because you'd be so busy on the weekends. Yeah. Be like, I'd be doing, like, big, important studio sessions on Sunday, and if, like, me, like your team loses... Yeah, you're just on the downer. Yeah, and it's almost, like, <laughs> not a normal... Well, it isn't a normal job. It's kind of with creativity. It's so tied into, like, your mood yeah, and yeah, the day-to-day yeah. stuff that, Definitely. like, you... You can't afford you can't to be in bla- that. Yeah, yeah, you, you could blag most jobs and be like, oh, I'll get through it, I'm a little <laughs> bit bummed out because of my team. Yeah. But you actually, like, if you need to, like, find the creative energy to arrange a full record and you're just like, yeah, I'm just bummed out. So I do support Everton, but I'm not, like, a big... Not massive. When I was a kid, I was, I was you know, I was, I'd, wait, I'd wake up and play footy all yeah, day, yeah, all the yeah. way through the whole summer holidays and... And stuff, but yeah, it's kind of died, it's died out. Oh, made, uh, made up here of blue anyway. <laughs> yeah, and my whole family, it's me, me and my dad, uh, me and my dad are blues, and I've got, like, on my mum's side, my mum's got, I think, got, like, 30 odd cousins. My, oh, like, way. Yeah, giant family, and, family, and they're yeah. all blue, they're all they're all reds. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, on Derby Day, obviously, it's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit rough. Uh, black sheep. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a bit grim. Like. <laughs> what about school and nothing? Did you. Was like was music a big part of you being in school and stuff, or did you? It was, yeah. Don't know. It was just. I think it was. I think the academic side of things were. It was easier to get your head down and just work than it was to be creative. Because, because to be to be totally fair, like I mean, and, and I don't have any. I had a great childhood. Like I literally like enjoyed every bit of it. I've got no bad like memories, but yeah, yeah. I did. That you know, it was a fair. Like looking back on it, it was a fairly. It was a fairly rough school, yeah. and you know, a lot of people didn't kind of make it out of, yeah, yeah. of, of, of be, you know, a lot of the young people that I knew aren't all kind of around anymore. Right. And there was a lot, you know, there's a lot of, lot of rough things happened when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah. And it's just weird because it's always, like with school, I just never, like when people talk about school and they're just like, yeah, we had boss fun and like learned. Like for me, I just presume school was basically just like, there's just a load of sharks yeah, yeah. and you're just dodging a load yeah, of sharks. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's what school was, and right. I kind of got like I got like I got 
punched in the back of my head with um, with somebody that had like a pound coin between the knuckles when I was like 16 and oh, it gave right. me like a bleed and uh, like a really? bleed on my head and I then I had epilepsy for five years and stuff Fuck. so but like it but like again it's so weird that none of it like it, it was like there was rough stuff that happened and you know I was I, I was you know I knew Anthony Walker um, oh, there's a song okay. about him in the new album on, right. the, on the new record oh, and stuff and um, seeing I've got mates who are like yeah yeah Oh, I don't sing in public anymore. I'm like, why? Oh, like my mum screamed at me because and said told me to shut up when I was a kid. Didn't read. I was like, wow, my mum tell me to shut up five times a day. It's, it's so weird how people carry stuff yeah, forward, yeah, but yeah, I, I yeah. didn't carry any of my yeah, yeah. childhood. Even when my mum and brother like described to me, wow, this happened to you and you went through this and all this stuff. Like, it's kind of like it just happens to someone yeah, else. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. you just like get through it. Yeah, and, and you know, you not just... that I'm telling like a mad story because I, my, I, you know, I was my my parents like absolutely. Like my dad's a builder and my mum's yeah. like a, works in a school and they get, get I had a boss child I had yeah, yeah, a boss yeah. best mates and stuff. But were they supportive of your music and that? Were they? Oh, mate, they're absolutely they're just absolutely incredible both yeah. of them. Like, um, and yeah, they've they, they, whatever whatever we'd whatever we'd whatever me and my brother would have chosen to do like whatever hundred percent yeah. mate yeah, yeah yeah it was no and like the stuff with like Lipper um, I went to Lipper ah right okay yeah I don't know if you know that but no, no. with Lipper. I was doing a different. I was doing like doing the sciences, right. and uh, I my, my school didn't run GCSE right. it, music. So therefore, I went to like Carmel College, yeah. and and obviously that was like a Beacon College where you needed to do five A levels, right. and they just wouldn't flat out wouldn't let me do any music in college. Oh, right. It was like basically like halfway through the second year of college, I was just sat in corridor in the corridor playing guitar. And the music, head of music came over and were like, who are you? Why aren't you, on, why aren't you on music? And I was like, yeah, they wouldn't let me on it. And he was just like, head, because he had, he just had a, happened to have a music class that just no one could hardly play. No, and he'd like, yeah, so, um, yeah, but with Lipper, for example, saying about my parents, they, I think like only about two years ago, like my first year of Lipper was private because you just, right. you have to fund, fund like the year zero thing at Lipper. Yeah. And, um. I think they only just, they literally, like, two years ago, only just Bloody finished paying hell. the loan that no they way. had to get to pay that year. And, like, they're, they're just... They're That's just, incredible. Yeah, just boss, mate, Amazing. Yeah. So you played uh, you played violin, you played piano. When did you sort of get into playing guitar, was that? Um, it took, yeah, it took over. It took over really, really quick. Uh, and, and also, like... Um, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> wow, right. rookie error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know that. I don't like those blank numbers either. It's like that's got it. Uh, uh, um, Sales call as well. Yeah. Um, guitar. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. It just took over because of the, just be, because of everything that I was into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which which is mad as well because obviously like the Beatles and the side of the Beatles that I love like the the bit like I, I in love with Sgt Pepper's and yeah, I love yeah. the orchestrated side of the right. Beatles. Um, but you don't you don't see it then when you're a kid like playing violin. Yeah, yeah, you're like yeah. this isn't George Harrison. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, the guitar just grabbed hold of me right away. And my, my brother already played it, and as I said, he's ten years older ah, than me. Right, so okay. um, so there was already always a thing, and also like he brought all the like I knew like all of the like Dylan albums inside and out when nice. I was a tiny kid. Like I'd be sat in a like the buggy, be being me and I'd be pushing me around yeah. at, like record shops, and I'd be like. No. Shouting to like, shouting out, there's blonde on blonde, and there's like, I just knew like a like catalogue knowledge. Of, just because I, I take I take music yeah, like yeah, that anyway, yeah, but yeah. my brother had just rinsed me with like all the Floyd records wow. and all the like, so I just like when I was a kid, I've, yeah. I've always exposed to all the good stuff. Yeah, the kind of great British songbook of like I, my writing thing still comes from that kind of trim right. fat, like 
it's still a pop song now yeah, yeah, you yeah. dress it up because yeah. it's like there's loads of rules yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. like we've got we've got you know the way that this verse is laid out we've got like 10 syllables per line three lines before we get to the pre-chorus so if you've said in line one you broke my heart and then you, in line one you need to say like because you did this in line three you need to go and now I feel like this and then <laughs> and then the pre-chorus like but because that sets up where the chorus wow. drops from the verse then you get to verse two and you chronologically move forward like, right. you know, like and now that's happened the chorus you know I'm from that exact world of that's all incredible. those songwriting rules yeah, sort of yeah, thing, yeah. which I never like learned really like they just, they just, just kind of seep in because yeah, you listen yeah. to the masters like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean um, that's amazing yeah. I, I never realised that it was that technical do you know what I mean I, I literally thought you'd just Sit down. Oh, mate, and it's so like you know the way that I I I use it like a painter, and I use all these flavors. So I'll I'll have, you know, I'll have chords with. I'll be like, oh, when when I hit the sixth chord, which is like the minor chord, this yeah. is is number six in in like diatonic chords. Hit the sixth chord, and then you know I'll have way things that I do where like if that sixth chord's got a ninth in it, then I'll build the vocal harmony a certain way. Like there's loads of stuff, and like you know. Um, the Beatles have got this thing that I, that got burnt into my brain, but doesn't really get used very much. And it's it's called like uh, secondary dominance and, and right. substitute secondary dominance. Which I don't want to. This is a podcast. I don't want to <laughs> bore everyone, but it's essentially like that Beatlesy link and chords that they right. used to, to like link a load of chords together. And that's all they got um, that sound. Yeah, and it's, it's how they build loads of harmony, and right. it allows the harmony to be a lot more complex, but it's also fairly natural. Right. Okay. Um, and yet, that's you know those sounds are just in my head. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So I, Like which which means that clean cook kids always had like a kind of slight throwbacky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it, especially with. The I think that's stuff, what I like, like about it. You know, I think that's. Yeah. You were into the Beatles. What what other into into any other genres, or was it just like that kind of? I went. I went when I was like really stretching myself. Because I'm, I mean, I'm massively into into jazz as well. Right. Yeah, but I don't like never kind of crossed too heavily into like fusion or like yeah. beat or like. It, I like kind of bebop, but like the roots of bebop never really kind of got out of mid sixties right. jazz. Like I love like kind of um, Bill Evans, yeah. like um, like all the original. Amazing. Like I actually love trad jazz as well. Like I love I love uh, like swing and like all those yeah, old. Yeah. And, I, and like if you ask me like what, like I think that the in a way like the rock and roll thing kind of kind of trumped the, the crooner age. So like yeah, you yeah. know your Dee Martins and your Frank Sinatra's and stuff got kind of nudged out by this like cooler rock. But the pinnacle of like music creation for me is like like if everyone like the first like first person I say when everyone's like alive or dead you can see any gig and like I've been I've worshipped Jimi Hendrix since I was a kid and that'd yeah. be that'd be incredible but it's just Sinatra with like Count Basie arranged yeah. Quincy Jones led <laughs> band you know yeah. like it's just yeah, like yeah. can you imagine the yeah, full yeah, brass yeah. section no, Sinatra that's life thing yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it, I, I just it didn't get like it didn't get better quality wise yeah. but like stacks of horns yeah, and yeah, these yeah, giant yeah. harmonies yeah. and like that's yeah so buzz off that um, and I also you know with the like kind of with like more like, more kind of you know like jizzy fucking guitar wanker yeah. just from a person I never lost a song right anything but from a personal point of view for years I went forward into the kind of people that could push it as yeah, far as yeah, could because yeah. I just had to see how far that I could I could get it yeah. um so there was you know, like years where I was into like the Steve Vai sort of thing, yeah, 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 yeah. but never musically really grabbed me. But there was, but there's just a lot parts of it. Yeah, it's just parts of it. There's, you know, this yeah, and, and I still carry parts of that through because what you find in those like more extreme genres. Yeah, pardon me. There's little elements where 
the context of the of of how extreme they've pushed sounds and stuff can be brilliant once they're dragged into a totally different like songwriting right, okay, project, yeah, yeah. which which people did fifty years ago, but they don't really do now in the yeah. sense that like like to me the White Album is so much bolder than anything that like Drake would you know like yeah, people go, yeah, like, yeah. oh listen to this it's mad and like you'll hear like modern stuff that's be it like even like Kendrick and stuff which yeah. I love and I yeah, really yeah. appreciate or like Anderson Pack right. or like that new stuff people think that that's bold and sonically it is bold yeah, yeah, but yeah. go back to those old records and yeah. they're just wild like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. were well more kind of expressive and bold back then yeah. so like it's kind of having that kind of catalogue knowledge of all that old stuff that's another like one of Clean Cut Kids' jobs, I think, yeah, to yeah. try and like bring that boldness in, right. like stuff like, you know, we had the we had full forums that were people talking about like why did they leave that broken guitar sound on the start of Vitamin C, and people going like it must be a mistake, and then people like <laughs> and I'm like chiming in going, do you think like I've been playing guitar since eight years old, do you think I'd like leave a mistake yeah. on a recorded intro or something, but you know all those things, yeah, yeah they're yeah. great. That's what people should be talking yeah, about, you definitely, know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that that makes it all more all the more fun to listen to. Exactly. Yeah. I always get laughed at a little bit, but I'm, I'm proper into country music, so that's like yeah, me too. I'm man. Massively into the country music vibe. Yeah, me too. Jen um, got me tickets for Christmas to go and see Chris Stapleton. I saw him doing that Justin Timberlake. Yeah, oh, yeah he yeah. went to the Brits last year. Oh and yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They did that thing, and um, he he that he, he blew everyone off the stage like yeah, the whole yeah. night. Oh, yeah. except maybe I mean like Storms. He was pretty impressive. Just that, just that voice sitting by itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. oh, You'll be getting ripped less recently because actually, like countries, even in the UK, starting to yeah, yeah, yeah. countries starting to become like yeah. a total thing. And I, I was in a band with a girl called Alyssa Bonagera, right, uh, at Lipper, and she went to Nashville, signed a big deal. She know, like, literally hooked up with everyone, and she's got a band called the Sisterhood. Ah, right. Uh, with Ruby Stewart, Rod Stewart's daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you'll check, check that out. It, yeah. it's, it's like full on stomping, like yeah, yeah. Nashville country, but like two girls. And, and check out Alyssa, like, you literally won't find yeah. anyone more, anyone more talented. Right. Like, like, and she's from, is she from Liverpool? No, she's from Nashville. Ah, right. But okay. She came over here, did a degree. They, like, they didn't even. She was so incredible that when she even tried to get into Lipper, they were like, they gave her a scholarship to do sound because they were just like, you should just learn how to record yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to be teaching you about song. Like, it, it, she's mind blowing. And wow. I was in a band with her. For, I was a guitarist for like three years. That's amazing. Um, we did like Glastonbury and loads of stuff together. Like, but yeah, but you yeah, definitely have to get on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great one. So let's talk about Evelyn, <laughs> your lovely wife, Evelyn. How did you guys meet? Uh, I there's a guy called Tom Spate, um, another guy. If you, especially the intercontinental stuff, he's he's a like an Americana sort of, but a little bit kind of a little bit more upbeat. So it's got a little bit of like George Ezra really kind of bounce, but with a lot more kind of depth. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he we were like best mates in uni, and he, I was writing. I was, I used to write a load of his tunes with him. And he always has a girl singer uh, with him, like it took because a lot of the songs are like for the, right. you know like yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. country thing. Yeah. And the current girl that he had uh, were, couldn't do it. He got an Evelyn in, and I was in I was in Liverpool doing a session. I think I don't know who it was with. It was I don't know it was a, I was doing like the Paul Street session thing yeah. then, so I was just playing on loads of people's right. records. And he called me and said, "Oh, I've got this girl Evelyn Burke. Her name was Evelyn Burke at the time." And she was like two years below us in uni. And so we knew of her, but we, we I, I don't think either of us had really met yeah, her at yeah, all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's really fit. And then he <laughs> uh, must have just met, instantly meddled because she 
and this is going to really date everything that she poked me on Facebook like two minutes later. Remember the Facebook? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What does this, what does a post even mean? But she, she poked me on Facebook um, and then I, uh, I, uh, yeah, and I just got back and said, oh man, I can't believe Spate meddled and then, because he was so like fate was like gutted that I'd be like, oh dude, what are you doing there? Yeah. Like, let's make him like make me look like a kid. Like he, <laughs> he he texts back saying, I've just spoke to him, a promoter that I know, and got you guys to um, end of Olympics oh, festival. Right. It, it, there was a gig like him um, in Hyde Park, right, that was, yeah, like, yeah, Blair yeah. and Bond Bay Bicycle yeah. Club, and all these people. And he was like, I've got you two tickets for that. And then, like then I just like called in and was like, right, well I'll see you on Saturday. And yeah. basically, oh maybe it was a Sunday. And then was just like on the train on the way down to London, going no like, way. "What am I doing?" Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we just like had an amazing time at that. She was looking after this big house, um, a mate's big house in Queens Park. Uh, so we just went to this big, huge house, had a great time, and then the, like the next day, because I had to give me bag to Spate and didn't have anything to like wear. The next day, I was like, "Oh, I need to, um, I need to go and get me bag off Spate. And she was like, "Oh, you could just go." To buy new clothes, well, buy yeah, new clothes, yeah, and we yeah. just hang out. And it, so I just went to you the shop, it. bought new clothes, and then the first, so the first date wound up being like three days. It was like Amazing. Wednesday night when I got home wow. from it, like so, yeah. And That's, then, so the re- the reason I brought Evelyn up was obviously because she's in the band with you. We'll talk more about Clean Cut Kid in a bit, but um, how does it work being in the band together? And is it is it hard work working with each other all the time? Or to, to be honest, the uh, it's just it's built on that dynamic, so it's one of them where I, where I'd be. It feels like it'd be ten times harder, to, like um, to, to not be in the same. And and also we've been uh, we've been making music together, almost in like on the second date where I went back up to London again, which was like two weeks later. I took my guitar and I written a song about her for for her, wow. and then we started. It was like date number three. We started writing ideas and stuff together. So oh, it's kind right. of like before we were even like serious or in a serious relationship. Yeah, we were, you're right, we were music already. Together, yeah, and she was at that time. She was her own artist in London. Ah, right, and she'd okay. already had like she'd been doing had her own production like deal that she was been doing for a year. So it's yeah, people ask ask us about it, but it's it's never been. It's it's it's, it's the opposite really. Like I'm always fighting to to work with like, and she's. The, the best bit like in the stuff that she does yeah yeah but just by a million just so happens and like obviously I get sent two writers a week now virtually and I'm just writing co-writing with like everyone all over the country a lot of people Incredible. because I've got a great uh, publisher that's, yeah, that's yeah. hooking me up um, and she is still the best person that I've ever worked really? with yeah. kind of thing yeah and, she, and, and we're, we're starting to do a lot more of it as a, as a two now so I've I've even brought like that was the one thing that my writing kind of the commercial side of my writing career was ahead because we had Clean Cook Kid as a right. calling card so okay, people yeah, would come yeah, to yeah. me to write songs uh, but I'm catching it up on that now right. and trying to get it like I'm, we've done a couple of sessions where both of us have it's been me and her and then someone's come and wrote with us there's, there's something about like when we were talking about Chris Stapleton before his, his wife sings with him doesn't she and, yeah yeah and when you and Evelyn sing together the harmonies and that I, I always say to Jen obviously there's a connection there because your husband and wife but it just makes me proper like emotional you know that yeah, the yeah. feeling of yeah and there's, and there's a thing where like there's like loads of there's loads of like psychoacoustics that people have like looked into into the way it works, but like um, there is a thing of like uh, like your relationships do change the way how sweetly oh, harmonies sit ah, together. Right, okay. um, and I know I know so like I, I, again name dropping away, but another band that I used to 
kind of I played with Jess more, but I, and I did did a, did a few gigs with them back in the day. But the, the, I know I know them well as a band called the Staves. Ah, right, okay, three, yeah, yeah. Three sisters, yeah. And you'll you'll love that as well if you're into that. It's a bit more bit more British sort of thing, but right. three part harmonies. They, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 do this thing called the Human Horns with Bonavere. Do you know Bonavere? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, there is like three back and singers. Ah, but right, okay. I used to play with Jess quite a bit when we were like down in Liverpool. She went to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and they're three sisters that are basically since before they can remember being singing together ah, and yeah. mates incredible you just could not <laughs> you just can't fathom how the three yeah, voices yeah. like and they don't sound they don't have the same voice they've all three got separate voices yeah, yeah. but the way that it, together I mean obviously the boss as well so the pitching's amazing everyone, yeah, yeah. But there's just something about their relationship together yeah, that makes yeah. it like um, yeah and I think um, the Ev thing with the harmonies is more Ev than me because I because I just do my thing and just sing my songs are yeah, yeah, yeah. but Ev is Not, like incredible at tracking along to yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, like yeah. to the point where like every vowel sound every syllable everything right. it's just like she can just track to any singer so it, she, I don't want to take as much credit as she, <laughs> she is just an incredible <laughs> yeah. singer I, I, I wouldn't sing in any other project except my own music I wouldn't be like yeah, hire yeah. me to sing she is an actual boss singer like, yeah so uh, she could just sing along with exactly. other people yeah, yeah. yeah but there is definitely a thing there I think that's what that's what makes it special, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what you can feel it, you know, as me being a fan. I, it's funny because since, since I was a kid, I've always enjoyed music and singing and stuff. And um, Jen, my wife, she, she was in a band, like a girl band, before I met her. And um, so she's always had a passion for singing and that as well. But it's funny because I'm, I'm a terrible singer. Yeah. She's actually really good. So I... Um, there's, there's many a night when I've, I've made a drink a bottle of wine and said, yeah, I'll sing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Harmonise with me. <laughs> yeah, do it, yeah. Just but it, it never follow. turns out right, like, yeah. but uh, in my head it sounds good, you know, so. Yeah, and, you, and you've, got, you've got the thing as well of, like, uh, like what I try and do. It's a mad thing, and I can't believe that no one thinks about it much, but, like, people talk about their approaches to actually performing and being on stage. And, like, the way that I do it with Clinical Kid is that I kind of... The band, I'm very, I'm very, very fussy about um, about the band being kind of whipped into shape. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like dead, I'll be dead critical about like, no, that wasn't quite the feel we had. That's too rushed. That's too. Yeah. Um, but with myself, like I take piles of different gear every time. Right. Plug it. Never know what's even going. Like I ah, get up right, on stage okay. half the time, not know what what oh, my right. sound's going to be, and I don't I don't do any rehe- I don't learn the songs, so I just record them in the studio, yeah. and then I just turn up kind of. Just go like pick the guitar yeah, and just yeah. hope that I'll know them. But all I ever do is when I get up on the stage, I just I'm always thinking about what the song was about. Yeah. So I'm always like, even now when you sing like Vitamin C, and I can't how many time of, times have we performed that in the yeah, last five yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking about like the day I wrote it when like Ev was bummed out and I wrote right. the song for her to cheer her up. Like every song's got that in it. So with what you're saying with the harmonies. Because Ev knows like word for word what every single song's about. She, she's like on that kind of journey, yeah, 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 and so yeah. are the rest of the band. Yeah, and the rest of the band, but like, um, especially the new the new bassist Gaz, um, he he was in all of my old bands for like ah, twelve right, years okay. before yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and he we're like best mates. Right, and like me and Ross are the drummer. Yeah. as well. But Gaz's whole thing is like he doesn't go for the technical thing at all. It's basically. Right get the parts down so he doesn't have to think about this. He wants to, like, just watch the gig and just as it. though he's actually, like, a, 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 a like, right. you know, so he's actually yeah, yeah, not yeah. playing it. And once, you get, once he gets to that point, yeah. his playing just becomes, like, next Incredible. level. Yeah. He's only playing to, like, emphasise the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it it's is an amazing boss, like, way of doing it, that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the best way to do it, I think. 
How do you get on with like uh, with like groupies and fans and that? Then have you got like a particular age group of fans that you find you've got, or is it? Yeah, we, we've got a weird one where um, the the fan base is younger than we than us. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So weirdly, like usually the fa- the fan base will kind of be around the yeah, 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 in the band. yeah. Um, but I just think like with the support, like Radio One being so supportive, yeah, 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 and like they they've championed us from the start, and like Spotify and just. The roots that we've gone in yeah. to music uh, have built the fan base that we've got. Like and, and so and also like with the the way we did the deal and all like that stuff that we we started building from a national point right. of view yeah, before yeah, we, yeah. it was I think it was a year and a half before we actually we played all over the country before we actually did a home no game. Just purely because of the way we were building the initial like you know, we were saving that yeah, 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 game yeah. almost. But what it means is that like you will have you'll genuinely you'll generally have an older fan base if like the Liverpool, like say the Liverpool press were, were to have found us, yeah, yeah, yeah. built us up, we'd put gigs on for us, done all yeah. that stuff. You'd have people within your age range who go to gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To gigs. Yeah. But this was just like, you just, know just purely going off the sound and the Yeah, and like fest like I think the first gig like we did two little gigs, signed our deal, and then the first like bunch of gigs we did were actual like just full size festival gigs. Wow. So we were just there at these big festivals. And what happens is the younger people just lock on to the thing. It's very spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A load of people, a lot of them are younger than we yeah. we anticipated, but it's also very spread. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you will yeah. then have like 60, yeah. 70 year olds. I was going to say, yeah, the well. gigs I've been to, it's been like that. You've, you've, you know, there's 18 year olds and then there's yeah. 50, 60 year olds there and everyone's just having a boss time at these olds. Yeah. It's good to see that. Yeah, and I think this record, this next record, I think. Which is probably like everyone, everyone in my whole team, right? So you probably won't want to hear this because you kind of don't. <laughs> you want you want eighteen to twenty four, really? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the kind of active gig right. going, going audience and like live is everything now. Yeah, yeah. But I think that this record will pull the will pull the demographic back, yeah, of, like yeah, the yeah. average demographic back into into the thirties kind of yeah. thing, and it's very, it's like you know it's called pain wave, but it's very hard hitting. It's yeah. kind of quite. There's a lot of like big confessional songs right. on the know, like Emily's, I yeah, guess, like yeah. when you listen to the subject matter yeah. of it. And I think what happens is just as slowly as an older audience lock on to the deeper meanings, yeah. it becomes a big part of their li- life. Do you Definitely, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, young, yeah. young kids, it'll it'll just soundtrack. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soundtrack they're getting ready. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But if you can relate to it, then yeah, obviously. I think yeah. So it's definitely a, an album written. Like I'm 33. It's definitely an album like written. Of our age, yeah, like, yeah, it feels yeah. like our age now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Boss. How did Clinical Kid come about then? So you were basically doing session music. You were a session musician. Yeah, I and was. Then... Yeah, I was sessioning, and we had like loads of. I did, I did like Sporty Spice and loads of like really, those yeah. like pop, full on pop gigs where yeah. I was just like the hired guitarist. Right. Um, and we, yeah, so I was just doing that and like loads of like function stuff. And we, me and Ev had been, it'd been right, bubbling away, me and Ev yeah, like yeah. working. And yeah, what happened was uh, a guy actually is probably based around here. Do you know Peter Shilton? Peter Shilton, why have I heard of him? He does like all the Arts Council stuff, but he, he's based in Liverpool and he's a lovely, lovely guy. And he, right. he, I think he's based he's based somewhere in this little Baltic area here, I think. Or he, he definitely was. Yeah. Um, and he he gave us a little break. Uh, basically, we 
So Saul, the original bassist, we yeah, yeah. we we kind of I met him in a studio session years before with with the Staves actually. Yeah. Um, and he, I saw him busking, and me and Ev were just looking for somebody with a great attitude. Yeah. And somebody who wasn't too tied up in a crazy music. Right. It wasn't too busy on another music scene already. Yeah, yeah. So we could just do 30 hours a week rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw, saw Buskin one night and I was like, oh, I met this guy years ago. So we picked him up. And then luckily, luckily, um, all the session work that I've been doing was with a guy called Alex LaRue. Um, right. Who went, weirdly went to Lippert as well, but then went to London and set up an agency. Right. And all the function and session work I've been doing was through him. And we just gave, uh, we, Peter Shilton uh, gave us like £600 worth of funding to do two days in Park Street. Wow. And in those two days, we did Vitamin C and Runaway. So there's no like way. no record labels involved, nothing. What? So it's just, so like Vitamin C, for example, there's no one, there's no one else playing on it. There's yeah, no, yeah, It's yeah. basically just Ev's vocals. Um, I think Saul might have played the bass on that, but like the... Uh, I, I definitely run away the second single like yeah. there's no one else it's just me playing all the instruments drums no everything because there was no like band at that stage right. and no one even ever like nobody knew what I had I just turned up on that vitamin C day with a mate of mine Rich produced there a guy yeah. called Rich Turvey right. who, who would be great for you to get on this because uh, yeah, yeah. he, he works in Park Street but he, he did uh, he did like that Blossoms album that was like oh, a number yeah. one and he does all the Skeleton Key oh, stuff right, okay. he's an incredible producer but I'd known him for years and we just went in and no one really knew what was going to happen but I had yeah, this yeah. thing on my head, in my head I was like can we take the kind of like folky poppy thing I've been doing yeah. and fuse it with the most challenging like walls of guitar fuzz yeah. so it's like it's not punky it's still it's still like pop but it's just like really challenging and fuzzy yeah, yeah, in the yeah, sound yeah. and no one really got it no, like even Rich was like I don't get what you're saying but yeah, yeah. what? how do you want the session to be run and I said just lay out every drum of a drum kit individually, put a mic on each one, plug the bass in, give me a DI on the bass, let's set up an incredible guitar sound where we like rewired loads of amps, did all kinds of stuff oh, to like right. get this mad sound. We set everything up with every single thing, had a mic on it, yeah. and then I just run around the room <laughs> one by one, laying it down, layer by layer, and by the time, like even like, even with vitamin C, it's got like a teacup on it. Yeah, yeah. I was like hitting a teacup. No way. I was like drinking the tea to try and get it in tune. <laughs> And like we got it by the time I'd gotten by the time we got onto like hour number three of me yeah. just laying laying track by track down. Yeah. Like Rich, you could tell Rich started going, <laughs> Oh shit, this is like something. But it was like it was ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. when he when he that was eighteen months before the record deal or anything. No way. And he we just took those two songs and everyone who heard them said the same thing. Everyone was just like, This is we think this is really good. We just sat on it and we yeah. gave we gave those two songs to Alex, the guy that now is our manager, but he used to manage right. me back then. And we said, you find the team yeah. that should work this. Like, yeah. forget about labels and that, just yeah, find yeah. the booking agents, the radio plugger, find the team that should work this, let's build that. And what we did was we went down, did a secret gig under a different name, and it leaked. And there was oh, like right. 30 people there that were like from industry. We were like, oh, this wasn't meant to happen. This yeah, was a practice yeah. gig. Then we booked another gig 10 days later or, or yeah, just under two weeks later. And it was like, there was nine bands playing in Water Rats in London. It was like the worst kind of <laughs> night to slot in, but we were like, we'll keep everyone yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And somebody called us, I think from Ireland or something and said, um, how, where is it Water Rats? We were like, okay. They were like, there's 240 is the cap of that night and it never sells out. So 
Ring the woman and tell the woman that you need 120 tickets. What? Guest list tickets for it. So I rung her and she said, yeah, but you're going to have to pay me for them because I'm not yeah. just taking the tickets down off the door. So you're like, okay, called another, called Alex and asked his advice and Alex said, well, the tickets are a fiver, charge 20 quid for your tickets. So, yeah. so you're like, just to keep people out, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, who's yeah. going to pay 20 quid? Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. And we posted that up. Uh, we're playing in Water Rats and it's 20 quid a ticket and there's 120 places and it sold out in like seven minutes no way and we were like what's going on and because it was south by southwest at the time all the a&rs in the whole country were in texas right so we were like we'll be under the radar yeah and yeah. as i walked in with the manager my manager like just put his arm around me and all these people were like shaking me hand and stuff as i walked into this is second gig no way as i walked in and as i was like walking past people he was like whispering to you he was like there's 30 he's the head of polydor there's what? like there's um louis bloom he's head a&r at island there's Miles, he runs Warner. And essentially, what? like, we had, like, five or six presidents of major labels what? just, like, literally front row of the second gig. How did, how did they get to find out that that was... Uh, somebody had just done it. We, we picked up an amazing lawyer called Barkley, who does a load of big bands. Right. And he basically gotten together with Alex, our manager, and said, let's get this to Radio 1. Yeah. But we won't tell them what the band's called or what the song's called. We'll just go... What do you think yeah. of this? And yeah, they'd yeah. all been like, we want to play it, what's it called? They were like, no, we're not telling you. So <laughs> Radio 1 started playing it, Whoa. not knowing what it was called. So we didn't even know it was being played because yeah, no yeah. one was telling us it was yeah, being played. Yeah, yeah. And no one had heard it from our mates, so no one so knew no it was, one knew us. was yours, yeah. So that was getting played and that was all happening. And meanwhile, like all these producers at Radio 1 are going, who is this, what is this? <laughs> and then and then on the day that we booked that second gig, yeah. Barkley, who basically has meetings all day with major labels, right. pushed the button and went... Yeah, the band's called Clean Cook Kid. They're doing the second gig in London tonight. And everyone was like, right, we want to sign no them way. this week then. So, like, Shit. we got dragged out of there, taken in, like, these big limos to um, to the Ivy Lounge. This, like, li- like, like dead posh, like, yeah. place. And this guy from Mike Greek, I think his name is, the head of CAA, or, like, the biggest booking agent, like, flew over from America and was already in the UK, ready no to meet way. us there. Shit. Yeah, and then I moved to London for a month and... And stayed there just to negotiate. Yeah. Because we had nine major label offers. Yeah. And I just, so I just stayed to negotiate oh, that deal. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, what yeah. A, what a story. Yeah, yeah. It sounds crazy. And it was like an absolute dream. It was happening, like incredible. And I was, you know, I was 29. And I'd been in so many projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the guitarist. Yeah. And watched how hard people, how many years of like, the shit house tours people yeah, have to do to, to get, get, up, get there. up there. Yeah. So it was just like really weird that it was like, wow, the the, the hype things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really doesn't even work. Even, you know, that was how long ago? Four years ago now or three, uh, three and a half years ago. And it, even now it doesn't work like that anymore. Right. Like no one's, no one no will one jump on that. the hype train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like no one can break out. No one knows how to break anyone. Yeah. They just have to throw shit at the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one will dive on the hype anymore, right. which is like, we were really like, the tail end of that like giant record yeah, 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 being like yeah. chased round. Um which is awesome. But as I said, from a local point of view, we, we had a bit of a mountain to climb because yeah, we were just yeah, like yeah. are they even from Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone people thought that we were a manufactured band. Like, really? like yeah. yeah, they're not all from Liverpool, don't even think the lead singers like from like I'm from from, I'm from St John's Estate, mate. It's like <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that I do remember when you first walked in there. You first came in my Gladwell Street shop, didn't you, around the corner? Yeah, yeah. I think you were recording the album at the time where you were in Par Street. We were doing the yeah, Par Street yeah. bit, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, this fella's got to be from America. Yeah, people, loads of people <laughs> did with their, like, trucker hats. Yeah, yeah, like trucker cap, like, you beard and all. Everyone thought it, yeah. yeah. 
Which is good. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is there any festivals this year that you you're playing or? Uh, yeah, I think we've announced maybe uh, maybe seven, uh, and there's maybe f- four or five more that have been that have been booked right. that we haven't announced yet. So there's, I think there's like maybe ten, eleven, twelve that I confirmed, but I reckon that'll probably be like mid twenties to thirties, but like maybe tw- twenty, thirty of them Good by the time idea. we. But people have been waiting. It, yeah. Essentially, at the end of eighteen months of very little activity because yeah, of making yeah, the yeah, album. Yeah. And we've just a week ago sent. I sent you a link to it about as oh, well. We just sent Painwave. We just sent it out to all the reviewers and stuff. Ah, and it, right, okay. From what we're getting, and initially, like yeah. every, people have seemed to be absolutely like Amazing. loving the record. So that that'll bring festivals yeah. in because it's like once people are talking about the band about yeah, festivals, yeah, yeah. like oh, we want them to be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, kind of hoping maybe like mid twenties kind of Amazing. festivals. So it's gonna be a busy, busy be summer. Busy one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and I'll be writing album three probably during it. Really? Well. So yeah. Like, yeah, just never, never, never stop. Never stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. So will that be? Um, is it mainly just in this country or is it literally everywhere? Yeah, we're we're like really working hard to. Um, with, that was the one thing with album one and Polydor, like we didn't. It went so UK centric. Yeah. Um, but we did a few times that we did, like we did, like I said, we did South by Southwest and we did CMJ in New York, which was just incredible. Yeah. Festival that's now not going, but every time we went to America, we did a gig in downtown LA as well. Like every wow. time we went, it it was so well received. Yeah, yeah. To the point where, like, again. It's 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 quite American sounding as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then also, then when people realise that you're British doing like a kind of quite American thing. Yeah, yeah. You know the charm of it goes through the roof because yeah, people are just like wow. Especially the, the Liverpool thing because yeah. you know like people still like young even young people still buzz off the Beatles yeah, a lot definitely. over this sort of thing. So yeah. when you're up and we banter a lot on stage, don't yeah, we? Like, yeah, we talk yeah, a lot yeah. on stage. So you you yeah. sort of chatting away and like it, it's. It, we really we're, we're going to be before the end of this year. We'll go we'll go to the US again. I Bosh. think like and Europe kind of usually looks after itself because yeah, what usually yeah, happens yeah. is like a radio station. Right, we'll, we'll pick it up it. somewhere yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, like Germany or France yeah. and their countries that have got the radio one equivalent of like big giant radio right. stations. Yeah, Whereas yeah. in America, it's also disjointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to just go and hit like a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, this year will be before the end of the year. US yeah. definitely. Amazing. Like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. If you were, if you were earning clean cut kid, what do you, what do you reckon you'd be doing? Um, I'm still really interested in, I'm still really interested in the, like the sciences. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, the writing things kicked off the songwriting for other people things kicked off so much now yeah yeah um, and also I think like when you do pop stuff yeah it's hard to get credibility in other uh, genres right. even though even though a lot of the time you have to that can be like harder stuff to write yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. really nail it yeah um, but the writing stuff has started to not only be like very prolific but also uh it starts to be cool, like with the co- I just wrote the coral. I was going to say that, yeah, coral yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So that and that was basically just Jago, and we've, you know, for the past like ten years, we haven't written anything that catered to radio, right? And last, you know, I, I'm still a huge fan of the coral. I yeah, yeah, been, yeah. But their albums, they've they've done the thing where they've done their sound, yeah. and gone well down the hole of like. This sounds super cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's not necessarily like super. It's a bit more challenging. It's not super radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just basically like, "Yeah, I want to get a tune back on radio." Yeah. 
so kind of brought me in as if to be like, you've got loads on radio, let's right. do it. And um, so did you write that song? Yeah, Eyes Like Pearls. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, well, I, I, he, he had a, he had, he had that Eyes Like Pearls in the Woman Sea. Like he had those first two lines. Uh, or, or like the first two, like three or four lines, no chords behind them. And me and Rich Tavy, that producer that was right, saying, yeah, yeah. we like thrashed out the chords and then we did like the, the t- I did the, t- the turnaround of the, it's different in the oceans and warm as the valley. Right, yeah, All yeah. my trouble seems so far away from me. Can't you see I yeah, was falling? Yeah. Like that kind of, because he was basically like, I want... 80s Beach Boys meets Bert Bacharach. Ah, right, okay. And so we did a thing that was dead straight up pop chords. Yeah. And I, and cause of the way that I work, like, musically, I was like, well, there's like four or five really classic Bert Bacharach turn, like, turn around, so why don't we do this and this? And we just worked it together. Oh. I mean, but, but it was great because it's deeply personal with him. It was about, it's about his, it was about his little newborn ah, baby. Right, okay. At the time, I think newborn or maybe like, definitely like under one yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was dead easy to me for me because he wanted to go deep. Right. He wanted to get deep on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I love. Yeah, man, I yeah, right yeah, yeah. Just like throw all your feelings at me. I'll yeah. turn it into a song. Right. Uh, and that was boss. And we are like a, I saw them a couple of couple of weeks ago in Par Street, and he was like, "Yeah, we need to get back in and do the same do thing again more. for the next record." So, right. and then as a result of that, I'm starting to um, do some stuff with like Alfie Skelly. Ah, right, I think okay. he's their brother, but he yeah. does like skeleton. He does like a load of skeleton key bands and stuff. So right. I'm starting to just have that thing where people just get sent to the flat for like the writing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, in answer to your question, very long answer, but I, I think <laughs> I I don't think I go back to the session thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless it was a thing of like your sound is so unique that on records. Yeah. But I don't think I go back to the Swiss Army knife like come and play and sound exactly like this everything's got to be a personal emotional expression definitely and it's not always that when you're playing guitar like a lot of the sessions will be it takes all my brain power here to, to actually get the part right for you yeah so I'm not going to be imprint it's going to be two hours before I imprint my own personality yeah yeah by then you haven't got the money to pay me for yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so yeah I don't think I'd ever go back to the right. session thing I think it'd be writing writing yeah or some other kind of role in music I don't yeah. think I'd go back to the session guitar right. playing like Have you got a favourite clean cook kid song then, that you've that you've written or that you you enjoy performing most or? Um, uh, Emily uh, is the closest that I've got because obviously we produced the new record. Yeah. And so Emily is the closest that I've got to the holistic like thing of the sound in my head, like the sound of that track. Yeah. Plus the way that we performed it, plus the writing all right. added together is the closest that I've ever gotten to. Ah right, okay. To how like clean cook kids should sound in my yeah head. yeah yeah and it's if you go like go back and check it out um, from that perspective it's very very unique sound in right. the sense like yeah, there's yeah. no top end it's very very muted right it's like it doesn't sit like if you listen to it in in co- like by itself yeah it's like, yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah. put it next to any other track you'd be like whoa yeah yeah which yeah. is what I want with clean right. cook I want it to be like the moment you hear two bars of a new clean cook kid you know like, it must be clean cook yeah yeah yeah. Um, and Emily is the closest that's, that, that's ever happened with. Um, right. And then uh, Jean. Right. Being the local thing with, the, like, obviously it's about me now. Yeah, like yeah, said, yeah. The family is massive. Right. Who, who, who like, and that was their nan. Right, okay. As well, like, all those cousins, that was their nan. And obviously, and like, my mum's got, is one of six. Um, so there's a lot of, like, aunties and uncles. Yeah, yeah. And so they're all, like they'll be on like all the front row when we play G and like yeah. three part harmonies and stuff right. so 
uh, I've got very fond memories from it. We don't we don't really play it anywhere else in the country, really. Ah, right, okay. But, like, to perform a tune. Yeah. It's very easy to get across what I wanted to say in that tune because there's no other variables. It's like me with just guitar and yeah, vocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Gene's very, right. like, kind of a nice one yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother of Mine's one of my favourite tunes. Brother of Mine was about, is about the bassist. The bassist, the that's new it, bassist. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, because we... He was, as I said, he was in all my ba- every band that I was in from like when I first like as a t- as a teenager. He went to Lippard as well. He he was in all the like everything I did, and then we had like a big, not a big bust up, but we had the thing where just we finished Lippard. Yeah, he wasn't really doing much outside of the band that we were doing together, and he's from the lake, so it was like going to move home anyway. Right, and it all just like died out and fizzled down. Yeah, so if you listen to the words of Brother of Mine, it's kind of like. We had this like really sad day where we like on the last day we lived in Egworth right. together for like a, a year after we left uni and yeah. we had this really sad day where like everyone packed up, everyone got in the separate cars to go to the new places where they were living. Yeah. And we like at the last thing we did was like divvy up the band's like cash kitty pot and was just right. like, Let's share what's yeah, in the kitty yeah, with yeah. everyone and then everyone got in the cars and drove away and literally didn't speak, didn't like even have a f- speak to him maybe a phone call for maybe like three four years no way until I met Ev and Clinkle Kid and then we yeah. all like grew up a lot and everyone yeah. and then he came to me wedding and then we and then we were like already best mates and then when Saul left the band yeah. it was just a complete and utter no brainer yeah like, you never even thought about anybody yeah, else yeah, like, yeah. and I'm sure Saul probably will have known like well Mike was just going to call Gals right yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, yeah. It was mad because when when you you did you did say a bit of it, the you know what the song was about at the gig, and um, on the drive home from from the gig, me and Jen put it on in the car, and she was saying that it, it, it made her cry. Yeah, you know, like just yeah, it's an emotional, it, it's a proper one, like, emotional one, isn't it? Yeah, and it's probably like that you know that that guitar solo on the recorded guitar solo, which is on like an old fifty six Esquire, like a really right. really special guitar. Yeah, yeah, um, is one of the closest I've gotten to being like how I would. You know, it's like so so vocal the yeah, way that, I, yeah. that I like to like to play. Um but also it's interesting that you should say that recording wise because weirdly, the only so Vitamin C and Runaway. Yeah. The only song that made it onto the normal album, like the non deluxe yeah. album, that was also produced by Rich Turvey ah, right. was was uh was Brother of Mine. Not out oh. of our choice, but the record label oh, got cause Rich is so so like won't take any shit. They yeah, tried yeah. a load of moves to try and bulldoze at him, and he was like, "Fuck you!" And then they and then they they dropped Rich as our producer. Bloody so yeah. they were just like, "We we don't want you to work with Rich anymore." Which wow. we and Rich are still like best mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seen him today already yeah. and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so interesting. And a lot of people do say that same thing. A lot of people will say like, "Oh, I love Vitamin C and Runaway." The first two singles, like yeah, and then also like, "Oh yeah, I love Brother of Mine." Yeah. As well. which makes it's a bit disappointing because it's like be great because we did make the whole record with there is versions of the whole record that are done with Rich no way yeah yeah so it's it's a bit wow. disappointing that that wasn't but th- I'm still proud of yeah, Elf you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah brother of mine yeah, yeah. it's up there it's, yeah, it's, it's hard because if I haven't got the full emotional flow to try and to try and draw that guitar solo out yeah. I'll phone it in and right, just kind okay. of it'll be a little bit and everyone will be like oh that was incredible yeah, to yeah. me I'll know yeah, that yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. going through the motions but sometimes I just go off into like a world. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see yeah, that I'm, as well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I noticed. So the new album's out. When does the actual? It's March. Brexit day, yeah. 29th. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I've been having a look, checking when it was coming out. And obviously you're doing a tour around the album to... 
you would do well. What we're going to do now is we're going to do like another mini, just a mini tour, right? Just it's like seven dates, but it's the, the venues are quite small, just the same as we just did. Basically, every bit of the country that we didn't do on the last tour, yeah. And then that leads into festival season, and then what oh, we're going to do amazing. is the actual like full size album tour, like big venues and yeah. all like that stuff is going to be awesome. Like when everyone's had like three or four months yeah, to, yeah. to digest the whole album, because I think like when we come back in autumn. It'll be like three old songs and kind of like the full album, right. like fifteen new songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you want people to yeah. like live with the album before Definitely, you like drop yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit on them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this one's a smaller one, and there's a we're doing a Sound City. Ah, right, okay. Date, which is why there's no Liverpool. There's a Sound City. I was gonna, date. I was gonna mention there's no Liverpool, and I was like, oh, I'll have to come to Manchester. Yeah, well, yeah. come to Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Come, come to whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I can put you down and stuff. But but uh, the Sound City one. Uh, We've got be, uh, we've announced one of them. We've, we do we're playing it twice, but we've announced one which is a bit of a bit of a, like a secret one where you need right. like these these advanced tickets or ah, something right, to okay. get in. It's in the cavern. Yeah. But uh, but the there will be another one of yeah, them. Yeah. It's people. I mean, all day people are every time we post about tour, like so many Liverpool people. <laughs> like, where's the Liverpool dates? Yeah, yeah. If we had the big Sound City day to announce, then we would, but yeah, we, yeah. Can't, we can't. We can't like say it. Yeah, right. but we, 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 we will be doing yeah, that. Yeah, cool. Right. How, how does how do the tours go then? What's it like with you know? Obviously, you and Ever live live together and all that anyway. But what's it like with as a band being on tour? Is it? Well, I mean, Ross is literally like my best mate in the world, yeah. the drummer, now, and obviously Gaz is like an old best mate. Yeah, yeah. So it it is a bit like it is a bit of like a holiday almost for everyone. Right. And you don't realise, like, the stresses and some days, like, for this, for example, this March tour, we'll be doing, like, lo- we're doing, like, loads of live sessions in, bet- like, in the days. Oh, and, in right, between, okay. and we're doing, like, a Rough Trade gig in Rough, in rough Trade in London. Yeah. And loads of promo. Right. And it can be strenuous, it can be, like, tough, but the personal side of it, like, outside of, outside of the kind of strains of the tour, it's just... Always fine. I mean, me, me and Ev will fucking like argue on the road or fall out about stuff or get frustrated or whatever. And you know, they're just like really well trained and yeah. being like totally <laughs> neutrally stay yeah, out of yeah, the yeah. Um, So you have all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's kind of it's been so good with Clean Cooking and, and even with with Saul when Saul was in the band. Um, he's been so so funny uh, that it, it you know it was always such a laugh. But yeah. the great thing with it is like. It's like what you think it should be in the sense that like when we like me and I just went to Brooklyn uh, just for like a holiday. Right. And it's weird to go anywhere and not be on tour doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just realise that it's like half the fun. Right. Like it's like the best like on tour, especially if you have not to a str- and not not a too strenuous schedule, you get yeah, two yeah. days off. Yeah. It's better than a holiday because yeah. like You'll be in like an amazing city, hanging out, and then at the end of the night, you're doing playing something that's already set yeah, and playing yeah, a yeah. gig. So it's yeah, it's been absolutely, it's been totally fine. Yeah, like, yeah. So far touring, like no. Is, is it like on tour? Do you have to kind of rough it, or is it you just stay in hotels now? Is it? Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we stay in hotels. We not, not like we. It's you know we keep all the costs down. We stay just like welcome breaks. And yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. And we've got like a splitter van, which is like half van, half half bus. We're not like in a. Big giant like bus or right. anything yet, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a, jo- a bit like a bit of a, like a jolly. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Is there any standout, um, any standout gigs? One, any that you think, yeah, they were the best crowd I've ever played. The I don't know. Did you go to the uh, the the academy one? Yeah, 
Yeah, that was a good crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that was the first time with something that's that kind of cap, like a thousand cap. Yeah. When I've like told the crowd to jump, that literally to the back yeah. row, I've seen like the whole crowd just go. Yeah. Um, a big one that we always talk about is that we we did the first time we did Glastonbury, uh, we got booked in this like legendary slot, and what it is is like um, Thursday night on in Williams Green, right? The Williams Green stage, and basically what the reason why that's boss is, it's the only main, it's the only like main stage that's open on a ah, Thursday because right, the main okay. stages don't open till Friday. Yeah, yeah. But Williams Green opens on a Thursday, right? So if you can get like a headline slot on Williams Green. Everyone who's in Glastonbury on that Thursday Goes. will be at that stage, right. and it's and it's being notorious for like loads of big famous people, and like like Courtney Barnett and loads of like the people that we love from an indie yeah. point of view have done that slot, and we ah, got booked right. on it, which is like nine o'clock Williams Green Thursday night. We were like great, and I think we we only had vitamin C was the only thing out at the time. We'd only been we'd only been like a public band for maybe three months. Wow. Went and did Glastow. Uh, and walked out on stage. Uh, I remember being like, me, me, me shoes were so muddy that I was like, oh, I'm gonna wreck all my pedals and that. Yeah, so I had to like, I remember walking out on stage in in socks <laughs> and just being like, what am I doing? Yeah, and I just remember the nerves of walking out. And when we walked out, um, we it was I think it's a three thousand cap tent and right. it was just full to three thousand and then. So many people post that that like it went all the way to the bandstand, all the way to all the shops, all the way to like literally up to as far as I could possibly see. It was that full, and I was like, like, look around at everybody. <laughs> and I think that we were supposed to like play vitamin C last, like we always do. Yeah. And I just turned to the band and was like, let's just open with that vitamin C riff. It's the only thing that's out. Yeah. And everyone else can just everyone can then just suffer the rest yeah. of the set because we haven't released any of it because they don't know it. And we just walked on stage. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. Like by the time I got like three things into the riff, like all of the like Whoa. five thousand people were just like jumping up and down. We were like, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole gig, everyone's energy just stayed up there. Yeah, we yeah. were so buzzing for that first tune. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Good one choice, thing. Man. Like I remember like walking off stage, like all of us just full on like, and it was like Thursday night, and we were doing the whole of Glastonbury, and our gig was out the way, and we were just like, now we've got like, a full <laughs> Glastow. To do that, yeah, what, yeah. what does it feel like when you, you know, when you do step out in front of that many people? Like, what does it physically feel like? You know, when all them people are looking at you, and um, do you think about it like that, or do you just think? I do, I do, I do, and it's a bit of a weird one where, like, after you've done it so many times, you you try and like reach for some other personal level that's not just about like let's just nail these tunes. So what yeah. what I do is like I try and like purposefully read the crowd. Right. And if the crowd are going mad, yeah. I'll defuse it and try and take it to a dynamic level that it shouldn't be and try and like get every single person to listen to right. me. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's the opposite way around, the crowd are a bit like on a downer or whatever, yeah. I'll be I'll be like shout like I'll be like dead shouting, yeah, dead yeah. swearing, dead like So it's a kind of a weird thing. It's kinda of like the gigs are better when like you connect the banter. Right. When the banter connects. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it is because a lot of, especially your own gigs, yeah. like everyone's going to go tits anyway. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. already paid to come and see you. Yeah. We're a pretty, I don't think any of the live versions are like any lower energy than the record. So no, like no, when no. people see it, it's always like, wow, I'm surprised by how like yeah. big and loud and raucous it is. Yeah, yeah. So it always works live. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. I, yeah. I, I try and like get it so everyone on there 
comes away and says something about like the personal like people always all the reviewers and stuff always talk about all the banter yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the chat between because yeah. um, I think it's just so important cool so Sorry, uh, mate, I'm such a rambler no no it's good it's all good um, I just want to go away from move away from Clean Cook Kid a little bit then and uh, obviously what, like I mentioned before when you walked into my shop that day um, I, th- I thought you were you know definitely going to be talking American yeah um, and I think it was because of the beard and, like you say, the beard and the truck I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the beard. He, it, yeah, it was just a thing where uh, I grew it and then it just, it worked because of the, like, the kind of, like, the kind of American truckery side of the music. Yeah. And I thought it gave us an angle where, because I was writing pop, yeah. it, it just, nobody would mistake us for that, like, alphabet kind of pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Um, and I used to love like Kings of Leon when they were yeah. back in the like beardy days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it was that. And then what just happened was by the time we'd gone and done that first, those first few gigs, and then we're in the deal negotiations. Yeah. It was really handy because like I just took a big giant coat with a big collar, yeah. truck a cap like pulled right yeah, down. Yeah. So it was just me face was a shadow, <laughs> and then the beard, and just basically like no one actually like saw got like any face yeah 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 so we just went to all these negotiations and people would be like okay and I'd be like yeah I've got 180 songs I've got this and he was just like who is this dude <laughs> and it just added to the thing yeah yeah a bit of mystery yeah it just added to the mystery and then when all the hype was there and the band was staying like mysterious like we're like untouchable to like industry and no one could reach out no one could review us no one could, like we we kept this thing for yeah, yeah, six yeah. months the beard just worked there. Yeah. And so therefore it just became part of the thing. Yeah. Part, part of the band's thing. I did see you tweeted the while. I was thinking that I thought, I wonder, wonder if uh, the majority say take it off. Yeah, it's, it's, do you know what? It's always, it's always so, so, so split. Really? Yeah, and split, like not how you would think to split it. So you that, you have all these like, you, like really young, like girls. Yeah. And stuff going, no, no, keep it, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like really? But no one you know has got this beard. <laughs> and then you'll have like loads of like, just like, 30 year old women just going like it's horrible yeah. it off. <laughs> um, so it's just like always so split every time we poll it it's yeah. always just so 50-50 split like the, the pictures on I think there's a couple of pictures of you on Instagram isn't it without the beard yeah yeah I, I reckon if you'd have walked in today without your beard I wouldn't have known it yeah yeah it's, it changes your face yeah. so much like, like, I'm not, like that's where my chin is <laughs> like you expect me chin to be yeah. like halfway yeah. down it don't you like yeah. yeah I took mine mine was not nowhere near as long as yours but it was a couple of inches and I took it down the other day and um I had, I had that. I was like, oh, shit. Just a little bit of... Yeah. yeah. My, my chin is so much closer to my mouth than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's is. It's just yeah, a yeah, weird yeah, way. Yeah. It like a reshapes you. Yeah, yeah. Reshapes your face. And it's just a bit like of a... I don't know. I, I like the judgment that people put on you first. Yeah. And then to be like, I'm not like that. I love, yeah, I love yeah, like yeah. chatting to everybody. And I like, I, I love, you know, I, 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 I want to be... I, I don't like big groups, really, of people. Yeah. So I like to, like, connect with people. And yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, people. yeah, yeah. But I kind of like the the kind of fault. Whereas, like, we're, 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 the, we're just the stubble and just like the fresh look. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing there for yeah, me to yeah, like yeah, figure yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like, um... like, obviously, if you you know you you growing all the time, the tours are gonna get further afield. Do you reckon they get ever get? Did ever get to a point where you'd take someone with you to do your kind of grooming and stuff? Or we yeah, well, we've done we've done it uh, we've done it on videos. Uh, like had the same, especially with Polydor, we we would tap we tap into the same same team of video of of, of the stylists and right. and um, 
and like make hair and makeup and stuff every time. No, none of them in that whole video isn't everything that ever touched me, hair right. or beard. <laughs> so I just turn up with my hair completely done, completely yeah, yeah, locked yeah. in hairspray. Yeah. And just and my beard completely styled and no one's ever right. so no one's ever crossed that. I was saying to you I would love yeah, to get yeah. you to do the beard. And yeah. I'm sure like once I've got the beard done. Yeah, yeah. And the and the head shave, like once I've got it like the beard done, yeah. I'll just trust it every time and yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I reckon, yeah, I reckon you'll like you'd smash the beard, but you just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, that yeah. Like you'd be so gutted if it was like yeah. thinned out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To the point where it was like too groomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it, I know that sounds like really vain. No, um, but yeah, we, we definitely. I, I think we, we, the rest of the band are even more up for it than me. Yeah. Kind of like, um, so the, the answer is yes, definitely. Yeah, like we definitely means. will. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've come in today. I haven't just been tattooed on your head. Yeah, uh, and I know you messaged me the other day asking didn't you for uh, any tips yeah. to to yeah. numb the pain. Did you did you find anything? Did you um, did you use anything before and before the tattoo, or did you just deal with it? No, I I, I, I moisturized moisturized it well because uh, I read that basically like you know fr- fric- friction doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, just, I think. yeah, um, And then also uh, big meal. Yeah, the, just a big brekkie kind yeah. of stuff. And I went in. To get the little side bits here. Yeah. I found the sides of my head worse than the top, to be honest. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I went in to get the little side bit done like a week ago. Yeah. Which is when I asked you. Yeah, yeah. And I just... Uh, Hit a wall. It, I, I was just... I got the curtain, just the pass out curtain to <laughs> doom kind of thing. Uh, so I... There was just no... Obviously, there's no... There's no going past that because yeah, like, yeah. even if I was like trying to be man enough to take this pain, like I'm actually passing out. So like <laughs> my body, my body's just screwing me over here because it's just like no. Yeah. Um, so I, but I had norovirus and I'd been ill. Yeah, and I would definitely hadn't recovered. I think I'd, by the time when I went and did that, I was kind of like three meals in on the whole week. Right. So I'd maybe Long had deal. like fifteen hundred calories in the whole shit. week, and I never believed that shit before. Where people yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. Don't go in on an empty stomach. Yeah. Don't go in with like hollow calories or yeah, too much yeah. caffeine or. A, yeah. But it really it's is like the frame of mind. Yeah. I went to get the first one, the ones at the back there. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went to get those done on my birthday. Right. A few weeks ago, and I just bounced in and bounced out because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, it's my birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it definitely is frame of mind. Yeah, like definitely. Your, your pain threshold shifts. Yeah. Um, I f- I feel like that. I've been in before for tattoos and I've been a bit tired or you know run down and that. And I've definitely felt the difference between then and, like you say, yeah. when you go in and you, yeah. you're on a bit of a high or you're buzzing or whatever. Well, you know from, like, even if they're shaving, even if they're, like, um, you know, like, there was bits of it where she had, like, she hand, she obviously stands up, but then because of the shape of your head, yeah, yeah. she ha- altered her hand-drawn bits. Yeah. And even the Sharpie, yeah. you feel the Sharpie digging into the yeah. side of your head, you're like... <laughs> Even that's a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, how bad is this needle going to be? But today, I was just buzzing off and all yeah, my food, yeah, so yeah. it was fine. But it's, it's not, like, I'll just say to the podcast and podcast <laughs> listening audience out there, it's not nice. No, I, wouldn't, no. I wouldn't. I've got loads of tattoos, and I think the, I, I love them. I think they're cool, but I, I just wouldn't suggest head to any... Like, me, my worst enemy, yeah. I'd be like, don't get your head done, mate. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, I, think it's, I think it's like a kind of a... It's a bit of a trophy, or like a medal your head, though, because... Like you say, it's that it, it, it is painful. It's there's no doubt, and it's painful. But it's like once you can show off a full head tattoo, yeah, it's it's like a bit of a uh, yeah, and and it's a thing of like ninety nine point nine percent of them are tattoo artists that have got their head. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. very little customers yeah. that actually actually do head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even like all the pain threshold, like um, like graphs and stuff, they don't even have head on them. No, no, so no. They have like pot arms and pit, like armpits and yeah. stuff, but. 
head yeah. is just like just don't do it. Uh, it's definitely an achievement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. feel like you feel like you've definitely achieved something. Yeah, I'm so, I'm needy. I'm, I, I'll be like for the rest of the day after the tattoo. I feel like someone's like beat me up. Yeah, and I'm just like dead needy, like with Evan stuff. It's been looked like, after. Yeah, I'm just like I'm not in a good place. Was it like it's like a bit of post traumatic stress you get from them? Like, I appreciate you coming here to do this after. No, the no, day. it's a pleasure. It's good, good, good therapy. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it really, mate. Is there anything that you'd like to... Is there anything that you feel like you'd like to say or...? No, I just... Uh, I... The, one of the reasons... Well, obviously, we've, we, we've been trying to have a catch-up and yeah, like yeah, a chat yeah. anyway yeah. for a while, but one of the, the reasons why I wanted to do this is, like, this this sort of culture. Yeah. Which is like, you know, we just saw Ross. That was... A, a, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, like, a, the, the kind of... The counterculture thing. That yeah, like, yeah. And just... just, just the, Independent brand building yeah, yeah. side of, of of any industry, not not just like music. Like I, I'm really really interested in that. In, yeah, in yeah. That, in that, like as a, just a generic, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, as like a broad subject. So it's really cool to do this kind of thing, especially with you like stepping out, like doing like media stuff, doing podcasts and that. Like I'm really, yeah. I really think that like there's a little thing that you're you're right on the front of, but. There's a thing that could really, really Liverpool could really explode. Definitely, yeah. Because yeah. there's so many indie little artists and printers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Act, like the drama side of things and the acting side of things and the music and production. And there's so many little independent places that are doing things at a standard where, you know, I've been signed to the biggest label in the country and signed a massive deal and got sent to the biggest of the big. And every single time, everyone I work with. Yeah. I was disappointed. Right. Because every single person that I've worked with in Liverpool, like the standard of the so indie high. standard is just so high. Yeah, yeah. And I think people, if this kind of thing, or whatever, people need to collaborate more. Yeah, yet, definitely. It, it's like, it's it stays, you know, everyone stays their own in their own little indie. Yeah, pitch, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do that with my, the equivalent of this podcast, I guess, is like with my flat, the songwriting thing, and now the studio's in the flat. Right. I just want a stream of like, oh, you're a new like hot Liverpool band, come through, yeah. get my production style, my writing yeah, style. And yeah, I've yeah. obviously I've got a vested in- interest because then I'll have writing on the song, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. financially yeah. it's possible as well. But yeah. just that thing of, you know, Skeleton Key are doing it great, like the, the, the Skelly the guy. Yeah, the, yeah, they're yeah. doing it amazing. They've done it amazingly. But yeah, just with this kind of industry yeah. and like, you know, there's so many like, yeah. little indie things it needs to sync up. Yeah, and you can cross over, can't you? Like you say, you know, there's... There are, there's so many brands that can cross over and like help each other out and co- collaborate, and it, it it does work so well. I think it wor- it works so well, mate. And it's basically like, and we, you know, Brandon's interesting to us for another reason as well, and that is the actual difficulty that we've had yeah. in the sense of like the look that we've got, yeah. Plus the sound of the music, plus the genre of music. Like, there's a little thing, there's a little hill to climb when something yeah, is yeah. like a unique thing where it's yeah. like, oh shit. Like, people go, like, wow, I expected you to, like, look like Justin Bieber when I heard your voice on Clean Cut Kid. No like, I expected, like, a pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all that thing means that you really have to try and pin your branding down at yeah, the start. And what definitely. we've done with, what, like, the like the glitter thing and, yeah, the, yeah. and all of the old film photographs yeah. and just all of that stuff I'm really interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many people like you've totally nailed it yourself, like um, like just being this whole three sixty degree brand. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just interesting, yeah, actually, yeah, which is yeah. why I wanted to do this. Amazing. You know I mean? like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that, that's it. Just before we do end, I just want to ask you two two more questions. So 
um, the first one, which which male, he can be dead or alive, would you say has got the best haircut ever or has had the best haircut ever? Uh, I had a little think about this uh, and I was go- I was I was going for the like um, for the like uh, Hamburg days George Addison yeah like I was going to go for that kind of Billy Fury sort of yeah, thing yeah 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 uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go like I'm going to go James Dean oh yeah because I want to go with like the poster boy for that look. right yeah like, yeah, so yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say James Dean yeah because like, I just think like so many people when you trace that look back and back and back the kind of like the leather the like yeah, leather jacket yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of the yeah. kind of like being a pompadour or that kind of yeah 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 yeah. so much of that culture boils down to just a few people that just decided to have that rebellious Definitely, thing yeah, 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 yeah. in a pretty yeah. pretty kind of like clean industry Time, yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah so yeah I love James Dean like Brilliant. probably a bit of a white west one to nah, that's out. amazing yeah. to be fair he's I, I have to make um, like mood boards and you know, put put ideas together for different shows and like photo shoots and stuff that I do, and I've used like one one image in particular of him in his leather jackets and stuff so many times because I yeah. that that's one of the iconic images that I really like. You know, yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's a boss one. And um, one last one. You, I'd like you to ask me a question. So, on on anything. Okay. Um. How do you intend to like? keep the like pioneering indie side of of the way this brand's happening as you like expand because clearly like it's expanding to like three well even in liverpool yeah it's, yeah like, three yeah. different places already and yeah. it's kind of like how how do you how do you stay around that um f- from this from the day i started the brand or from the day i started out just as me in a shop um i've had so many offers kind offers of investment or um people saying to me you know you could make a brand just from your name. Let me jump on board and you know, yeah. throw a load of money into it. And I've never ever wanted that. I've never. I don't know. It's a bit of a personal thing, but I've never taken a bank loan for anything to do with my business or yeah. anything like that. I've always just worked to the fact that the harder I work, the more money I can earn, and the more money I can earn, the more I can invest back into the back business. Into the brand. I've never done it where you know I want to earn a million pounds so I can go and buy a massive house. I've wanted my my. Um, vision for the brand has always just been to be able to reinvest and, yeah. and to give people a good place to work, you know, yeah. to for people who come and be part of the team to enjoy working with me. And and it's know. just basically if you think it's cool, yeah, then it goes forward yeah. and being like, oh, I think that's cool, so I'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, just, as I say, just to to never never like lose the vision of I w- all I want to do is give people a boss experience. So they come in the shop, they sit down, you know, the it's no bullshit, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not, yeah. it's not, there's no smoke and mirrors, it's just, you come and get your haircut, have a boss conversation, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm loyal to all of my clients, yeah. it's, it's, it might be a bit of a, a bad shape, because there's times when, you know, I've, I've given up family parties, or I've, I've um, not gone to things, because I've, I've, I've looked after a client instead, but, at the end of the day, it's the clients that, uh, paying my wages and allowing me to reinvest into my business and yeah um but yeah I, I never want to be you know a commercial a big commercial brand i always wanted to be you know cutthroat pizza the independent you. band from liverpool yeah boss so sound yeah sound mate boss, brilliant yeah nice one thanks so much mate yeah, totally really appreciate yeah, it yeah it's a pleasure that's nah, been boss down if you 